Yo, Krubies, welcome back to another In the News. I am Josh, and I'm joined by Erica from the Horror Cafe Podcast and Gaming. Thank you. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for always remembering gaming. I'm trying. I mean, you have a whole segment during this now just for gaming, so I have to remember it. That's right. Now we gotta, we're bringing up the level here. You got to make it. We have to come for the deal here because like, you can't keep adding stuff to it or I'm going to run out of breath. <laughs> that's it. I think that's the limit. Okay. Horridge. Horror cafe and gaming and podcasting and shoe reviews and movie news and you know, like, you know, I'll just run out of breath. I'd be into some shoe review. I would not be your guy. I am like, <laughs> like I have rocked the same pair of Vans forever. Like not like the same pair, but like the same right. style. It's a black pair of low cut Vans with gum shoe with gum soles. I have, I probably the same pair with the white line. Mm, mine has all black straight blacked black. out just the gum soles. So it's all black except for the gum soles. And because I cannot own any white tennis shoes, they turn black immediately. Got it. Yeah. Got not, it. not because my feet are gross, but because I like really am really hard on sneakers. Got it. I get it. I have two pair of white sneakers that I have managed to maintain white <laughs> somehow. I was I was really jealous. My niece came over this weekend and she had a pair of all white sorry, all white chucks. Top, high top all white chucks and they were like still white and I was like, "Oh, I would love to own a pair of those, but they would be black in a matter of days." Yeah, and with chucks that they're cloth, it's over. But I guess you could wash them theoretically. You could, but I feel like that ruins sneakers when when you wash them. Yeah. To be honest, I it's just had kinda... a conversation with Abby about this because Lucy goes through tennis shoes like I go through them, and like the ends of her, the rubber end of her shoes are like peeling yep. back. And I told her, Abby's like, I need to wash these. And I was like, well, maybe that's why that's happening. But I was mm. like, I got a whole thing of Gorilla Glue. I'll fix these things up right now. Hell yeah. Gorilla Glue, Super Glue. Have you heard of ETH 6000? Mm -mm. That shit's next level. E, what is it? E, like the letter E, yeah. 6,000. Dude, I am in, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, it's big on like the crafting world because I do crafting and it's like, it's like super glue on steroids because it like really bonds anything. You have to leave it set overnight, but it really, like I've glued glass together and it does not budge. It's, good it's stuff. called E6000. E6000. Let's check it out, dude. I got a lot of stuff I could glue together. You'll find stuff to glue together with that stuff. <laughs> oh, dude, it already happens. It's ridiculous the amount of stuff I have to, to glue together. But did you get your tea for tonight or what? I have water today. What a, I know. What a loser. What the hell? You have water. Let's cheers with water. <laughs> cheers. But I will tell you. This is Liquid IV. I just told you I'm on a podcast marathon today. This is my third episode today. I did Night of the Living Dead with Seth, John Wick 4 with Seth, and now here I am to talk about all of the latest and greatest news with you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm trying, yes. to, trying to stay hydrated. And then the tea helps with, you know, the voice. Right? Yeah, so, sure. I just like it. I have something hot I and I can't have coffee. So, you know, 
I'm a tea. Well, I've had it on here before. Next time I'll have it ready. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Sheesh. Now, now I have to have it next time. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I'm not even that upset, to be honest. I know I seem upset. Ew. I'm going to try Ew. to pull the list of news up. Let's see if my computer freezes and makes me dance. Let's get ready for a dance off. I think it'll be good, honestly. I think so. You've pulled some good moves on this segment. I mean, dude, I have I, I have moves. I don't know why people, just because of my complexion and the way I look, I'm goofy looking, <laughs> doesn't mean I can't bust a move. And people have seen it via Zoom. I'm a professional Zoom dancer. I think you should do a, what is it, compilation of all your moves? I might have to. Zoom? It'll be in line yep. right after all the barbarian compilations. Absolutely. <laughs> you should mash that up. Like in between, let's talk about AJ and then Tess and then do some moves in between. Dude, I'm in. I'm in 100%. But I, I love that. And again, I would like to publicly thank you for putting this list together. I contributed minimally. <laughs> and if I am being honest, because then I'm trying to turn you, I want to be an honest Abe, okay? Favorite president, honest Abe. That's what I'm trying to be. I need a new Got it. honest Josh. That needs some work. That's bad. Doesn't sound as great as Honest Abe because I yeah. mean it. We'll think of something. I feel, like, I feel like he cornered the market on the Honest nickname, right? He did. Yeah. He wins. It's I mean, tough. nothing comes on top of that. Yeah, like what? What did he accomplish that I haven't? Right? You know, like seriously, <laughs> seriously, this guy. But thank you for right? putting the list together. I contributed minimally. If I'm being honest, I had recorded John Wick Four, went outside, played some soccer with the girls, came back in, sat down at the kitchen table to edit those two episodes. And it was 8.30, and I was like, oh, my God, I got to record at 9. So then I had to come back down, completely rearrange <laughs> the studio setup, and here I am, liquid IV, tea, ready to roll. In 30 minutes, that's pretty good. I think it's pretty good, right? You've done a lot in <sighs> what? This yeah. is all after work? This is a lot. Yes, yes, that included, and, you know, fathering and all that fun stuff. But what are you going to yeah. do? I just did a Peloton for 20 minutes. That's pretty good, right? Dude, that's solid. I worked out on my lunch break. It's, it's you know, you, you make time for the things you want to make time for. That's the way I look at it. Hey, it's helped my back. Since we can continue this chron this chronological order of back pain, it's improved. This means we're getting episode. old. This means we're getting old. That's all it means. Yeah, for sure. But I don't want to brag too much, but I feel like this first one I called, Lionsgate is officially considering a John Wick 5 due to John Wick 4. <sighs> Record at the box office. As of today, it is $86 million domestically. I was reading this earlier, I think, while I was eating lunch, and I think it was like $150 million worldwide. Is that right? Worldwide. I thought I saw that too, and for sure, you called it. You also called the second point, which we'll get to, and I don't doubt that over this weekend as well, because it's done so well. Now there's going to be a new wave of people going in. So domestically, it's going to hit over 100 for mm. sure. Mm. I agree. I would think this weekend. So then... When it doesn't have a lot of competition, that Dungeons and Dragons movie is coming out this weekend, but I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's going to do very well. I actually think it's going to do well. It's Ooh. gotten some pretty decent reviews, actually. Is this our first fight? It is not our first fight. <laughs> But I still don't think it'll surpass John Wick at all. Like, I, I don't okay. think so. Chris? Pine. I'm terrible with the Chris's. You know this. I'm terrible with yes, the Chris's. Yes, that is Chris Pine. Yes. There's too many Chris's, okay? Chris Pine yes. 
he is not a big draw to, for in my opinion. Right. I feel like he, he always gets put in these positions where he should succeed and he does yeah. not. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He's always been um there's a there's a I can't think of it now, but he's always second place, right? Like he can never be a Keanu or a Chris Evans, right? Which is the Captain America Chris. He, he's definitely not a Crims a Crims Chris Hemsworth, you know? So or even a Chris Pratt. Oh yes, I forgot about him. See? There's so many. <laughs> I have a theory on this. I really do. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. I feel like if he had a different name and he was not in that awful um what's the superhero movie he was in that flopped? Was it uh, uh Fantastic Chris Four? Pine? Was he? Chris Pine? I think. Am I not thinking of the right person? I, I Chris Evans was actually in one of those. No, Chris Chris Pine was in a superhero movie that bombed. Oh wow. I probably didn't even know that. <laughs> Poor guy. Hang on, hang on. But if he has a name change, that's a pretty good theory. Where is it? <laughs> You're looking at his IMDb? Yeah. Let me see. Chris Pine. This is great content, by the way, Josh. Oh, that's right. He wasn't Don't Worry Darling. I forgot. Yeah, he was he like was a real that. dick. But you see what I mean? You don't... I He's forgettable, but that sucks because he's not bad. It's just... He's Chris Pine. I'm looking too. Let me see. What was it? Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, he was in the. He's in both. I didn't see 1984, but he was in the first one. 1984 sure. is the one where he is like lost his mind, right? Isn't she in love with him? And he comes back, yeah. and like the whole movie's terrible. I heard the. I didn't watch the second one because I heard it was bad. So I. Didn't, I think I he's in it, it, but he doesn't know who he is. Like it's. I don't. It's weird. Oh, okay. So anyway, but my yeah. theory is he gets compared to all of the other Chris's. That makes sense. And he's forgettable because you just rattled off right off the top of your head four other ones or three other ones that are that do better than him. But I have a theory. Mm -hmm. If he had a different name, <laughs> he would be a bigger box office draw. He might have to listen to this and take a hint. I mean, now, he was in Don't Worry Darling, great movie. He was in the Star Trek movies, I think, which I yeah. am not fan. I'm not into that. I didn't watch it. I don't dislike it. Yeah. Um, so who am I to tell him what to do? But I'm just saying, I saw the preview for Dungeons and & Dragons, and it literally said on the screen, uh, Chris Him or Chris, see, look, I'm calling him by the wrong name. <laughs> Chris Pine delivers an... Uh, like basically a old Chris Pine performance. Like he's back to his mm. roots or he's doing great again or something. And I'm like, uh, if that's your, if that is your marketing strategy, Hey, come out and see dungeons and dragons because Chris Pine is back to his old acting habits. You're going to have a problem. Great draw. Right. And then I think what they're trying to bank on with that as well is that they have, I don't know his name. So it's unfortunate that there was that popular show on Netflix, Bridgerton. Mm. I don't know if you've... So in season one, the main guy was like every girl's heartthrob when that first season came out. And he's in this movie as well. I don't know if that's 
But that's the thing. I don't even know his name. See, so, not good. Michelle good did. Michelle Rodriguez is in it, which she's great in the Fast movies. But outside of that, what else has she done? I mean, she did Resident Evil, like the first one. Yeah, um, that's all I remember her for. That and the Fast. But where has she been otherwise? Like, what's I going don't know. on? I so, don't know. I th- I think this is gonna bomb hard. Just my opinion. I don't know anybody that's excited for it. Uh, I'm not because I also have never played that, so I have no. I think for that's niche, right? Like you yes. have to really l- know about that and maybe love it or just love that kind of fantasy to really go seek this movie out. Yeah, I just heard it wasn't as bad as people thought. But if is it going <laughs> to win the <laughs> the box office? That's no. also not great marketing, right? Because that's what I've been reading. Like, oh, I guess it's not it's not going to do that bad, you know, review wise. But box office. Yeah. John Wick, I think, will probably reign over or not probably will reign over the weekend. Maybe we'll be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I don't have any reason to want this movie to not do well. I just feel like because I want John Wick to continue to do well. I don't think Mm -hmm. that Dungeons and Dragons is going to put a damper on no john wick now the following weekend super mario brothers comes out i believe and i think that is probably going to take over that spot but john wick will have been out for like four weeks by then so it just makes sense yeah and you know why super mario is going to do well right because it has the better chris (laughs) it's got the superior it's got the superior chris yeah i got i'm drinking tea and i have a white shirt on come on yeah, sorry, I didn't time that well. And it's my baby shirt. So. And it's your baby shirt. So, But first, let's comment on how much Chris Pratt is banking. This is off topic, but not really. He's ha- He has this huge movie coming out, right? Super Mario. And he has Guardians Part 3, which I'm super excited about in May. Like, this guy just keeps cranking these movies out. Yeah. I mean, he is everywhere. 100%. And he's got that show that was on Prime. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it was great. Um, yeah, haven't watched it either. Yeah, Forgot I what it's called now. I don't think he has made a movie or a show that I've watched that I didn't like. I have to agree. He's he's an enjoyable person to watch on screen. Like, I want to go get a beer with this guy kind of guy. Right. You know? Well, and I think he, I also enjoy him, not just because he makes great movies. Well, I I do enjoy him because he makes great movies. But in addition to it, I think he is a testament to you can be an elite actor and still stand up for what you believe in because he has not folded to all this Holly weird drama. I call it Holly weird, by the way, but all this Holly weird drama of, you know, you have to say certain things or you're not going to get casted, etc., I think right. that he is has shown that you, if you are good, you don't have to do that. Right. Yeah, and that is very true. He has he has always stayed true to himself, and I think that's what makes him so likable is that he has. But it, it's never come across a certain way. It just is what it is. Just like everybody should be that, that way. It is what it is. If that's what you believe in, then why should it change right. your casting in his case or anything? So good for him. You know, and his bank account and his. God, he is set for life. If he's smart, I'm sure he could he could literally retire after May when Guardian releases and he'd be fine if he's smart. I I would think so. Is that going to be the last Guardians? 
So they say it is. Yes. Okay. Because I thought I saw Dave Batista wasn't going to do him anymore. He said that would be the last one he was in or something. Yes. Yes. But they did say, and even James Gunn said that that was going to be the last one. Well, he's going to be tied up with DC for the foreseeable future, I would think. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So I do, get it. Do you but, think he brings uh, Pratt over to DC? I would not be surprised if he does that. But can he do that? Uh, money talks. I'm sure he can. True. That is true. I don't know. I don't know how that works with Marvel and DC. Can you cross over? It's like, I don't know. I get. Well, he's doing it. So, yeah. He's doing right? it. He's doing yeah. Marvel. Yeah. I would not be surprised that he casts him in something. So then he can be Star-Lord and somebody else in DC. There you so. go. Hey, why not? Why? Why not? Nah, what else has he got going on? So you said I called this John Wick prequel series, The Continental, looking at fall 2023 premiere already? Wow. So that tells me another thing. They already had this mm. plan. Like, they knew. Yeah. I so, think so. I, th I think yeah. they had to have. And like I said, the way they... You still have not seen it, correct? No. Okay, they the way they introduced these characters, they left the. I personally feel like they left it very vague on purpose. That way, they can tell okay. all their stories outside of the John Wick movies. But John Wick Four was three hours long without telling any of that backstory anyway. So I mean, kind of a win-win. They seem to have a lot to work with. I did read another article that one of the characters in Part Four, he said he wouldn't mind doing a spinoff. I don't know if it was movie or series. There was actually a lot of John Wick news this week, as you can imagine. Right. But one of them did say they'd be down. So, I mean, that's all you need, right? They're down to do it. I'm sure there's money and oh, content, right. so they're going to do it. I'm sure the intellectual, the IP alone, if they just mm -hmm. did it, even if they did it, it had nothing to do with any of the characters in the movie. I'm sure that it would at least do fine for a couple seasons. And then if they can get it yeah. rolling and make it interesting... Um, I don't know. Sky's the limit, really, because they have so many avenues they could take. Seth and I were talking about this earlier. Like, they have so many avenues they can take because they can do, you know, the Continental through the eras. And you kind of what they're doing, it's a good segue, but kind of what they're doing with House of the Dragon, right? Listen, <laughs> I, had you read this before you saw it in the outline, the have, news of House of the Dragon this week? No. Okay, so that's the other bit of news this week, that House of the Dragon season two will be two episodes shorter than season one. And I put why, question mark, question mark. <laughs> like, you're already making us wait yes. for what feels like forever in 2023's time. But you're also not going to give us two more episodes. It's devastating unless they're making them longer. Well, I, that is what I was getting ready to say. I wonder if they're going to do like what they did with the last season of Game of Thrones, where it was like a condensed mm. amount of episodes. But the episode, True. I think one of those episodes was like over two hours long, wasn't it? I think so. If not, close enough. Yeah, because a lot of... Have you read the book for House of the Dragon? I have not. Okay, so there are going to be a lot of fighting scenes, dragon on dragon fighting scenes. Mm. That sounds like it could be Funny. some nerd porn, doesn't it? Dragon on dragon. Yeah, it <laughs> dragon orgy. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's HBO. Would you put it past them? Fire. Oh, my God. It'd be weird. 
But there's going to be a lot of battling of mm. dragon on dragon. So I would, and also with that comes a lot of their budget probably gets ate up. So I can yeah. see why they're going to have to do less episodes. Maybe they'll do more okay. length, less episodes. I would imagine. And they're honestly, I don't know how many seasons of this they plan on doing because and I don't want to ruin anything for you if you haven't read ahead. So how do I say this? Um <laughs> Without giving too much away. So the book goes through the eras of the uh, Targaryens. And this particular era is only, I don't know, a quarter of the entire book. So, oh, okay. So yeah, the, I would get it, but then it'll rip my headset off. So the book is there. So the book is probably that thick and only a quarter of it is act- this actual story. And then it oh. goes on to tell more of the story with a couple of the kids that are either not even born yet in this story or already are very small in this story. So like our primary characters that we're following now, we all love. Yeah. Um, their section of that book is very minimal. Oh, so, okay. And it's, hmm. it's not, I'm not going to say that cause I don't want to ruin anything for you. Got it. Or got any, it. or got it, or any listener, got it, <laughs> or any <laughs> listeners. It's just, I don't think this is spoiling too much. It's a very tragic story. I mean, I figured that, that, but it seems like then there's enough. There's a lot of content. You would seemingly you would think, um, if okay. They, but in my opinion, strictly my opinion, if they yeah. in House of the Dragon, if they drag it out for multiple seasons, it's going to be very boring. And it sounds like, mm-hmm. based on this, they're not planning to do that. Okay. Well, I like tragic, though. That sounds like fun and drama and excitement. All I can say is that just don't... Don't get attached, right? Don't to any anybody. <laughs> they always do this. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I would suggest if you want to know what happens, I would highly suggest reading the book. The book is really, really good. And it's told, I think I've told you this. So the book isn't like Game of Thrones. So Game of Thrones, each chapter is told from the point of view of a character. Okay. So you, like for instance, what happens to Ned Stark, you um, learn about that or you experience that entire happening unlike the show where you see where Ari is at you see where Ned's yeah. at you see where Jamie's at you see you get the entire story through Arya's eyes okay so that whole okay. thing takes place based in Arya's chapter and then the next chapter is like okay. John and then you get all of the stuff that goes on at the wall through John's point of view point of view yes yeah, so each chapter is a specific character's point of view whereas house of the dragon is a third-party narrator basically what that supposedly hmm. what this guy has done is he's telling the history of the targaryens and he's okay. used three different people's um iterations of how different incidents happen so he'll tell you like the story we've learned about in the house of, of the dragon like mm-hmm. uh the the dinner party or whatever that that happened where they were all fighting with each other like that would be told but he would tell you this person saw it this way but if you listen to this person it happened this way and then there's a third person that told it this way and they never tell you which is correct so you basically pick and choose what you think is correct whereas the what the show is doing is it's basically saying hey here's what happened 
Right. It's not giving you choices. Right. So, so it's like, it's almost like when you're reading that book, it's like you're here, you're like almost getting all of the drama. Cause you know how, like if when you were in school and you weren't at school one day and something big happened, mm-hmm. like one person said it happened this way, somebody else said it happened this way. And then like the teachers would say it happened a different way. Right. So you really yeah. don't know what happened. That's really how house of the dragon, the book is written as such that you kind of get to make up your own opinion. Like they tell you all the facts, like, Hey, this person was born this day, this weird dinner party thing happened and then this person died. But then they give you all the iterations of what could have happened or what this person said happened. And it gives you, it never really gives you the answer. Almost like a trial kind of. Exactly. Like for instance, the, the final, I think I may have already told you this when we did our recap of house of the dragon, but that final scene with, and I'm going to totally blank on their names, but when the two dragons were fighting at the end, um, yeah, I, I can't remember either, but th- no, they were the only two that were there and the three people that the story is being told by were not there. So they don't know what happened. Oh, so they don't actually know if he killed him and the dragon ate the other dragon because throughout the majority of the rest of the book, people still think that kid is alive. Whereas in House of the Dragon, you clearly yeah. see he's not. Y- yeah, I mean, he'd be a zombie or something. Right. I don't know. Right. right. And he doesn't, he comes back and takes credit for killing the kid, but in the show, it makes it seem like he didn't mean to like, like Valerian right. did it herself. Like she got mad at the other dragon and made that happen. Whereas he comes back. I wish I could remember that damn guy's name. He comes back in the book and he is like bragging about how he did it. And like he did is it, it on Aegon. Aegon, yes, Aegon the second, yeah. I think. Aegon comes back and he's bragging about how he did it, and he would, like, he did it. He took full credit for it, versus mm. what we saw on the show is that he really right. didn't mean to. Yeah, I remember we talked about because I was shocked at the difference because yeah, the show made it seem like he felt guilty or just bad, like he just didn't mean for any of that to happen. Right. Versus he really did. So Whew, I just wore myself out. I'll have to check out that book. You did. I mean, it's the end of the marathon, though. We're almost there. <laughs> I'll let you read the next bullet point so I can get a drink. Um, I did find this one exciting, especially for you. Samara Weaving starring in a in Bella, a 1980s action thriller for Paramount Plus. 80s and Samara Weaving. I'm in. I'll just say this. With, and I hope this isn't too aggressive, okay? So if it is, just let me know. There isn't much I wouldn't watch her do. I figured. That's <laughs> why I put this in here. This was for you. I mean, for Thank me you. too, but Thank you. this one was especially. I saw it and I went, oh, I got to put this in here. I'm drooling a little bit. Let me ask you, though. <laughs> do you think she'll have the dress on from Scream? I think so. But bloodied up. Because it'll be kind of 80s, right? It's neon. Fact. But you got to add like cool designs to it to make it 80s and she'll fuck up her hair. Like if she looked like she was in the alley fight and there we go. I have a question for you. Answer. Do you think, so in the beginning of Scream 6, she (laughs) is using her accent, her actual, it's how she sounds when she talks. Yes. Do you think she is that goofy in real life? Uh, I don't think so, but 
I don't know. She might be because she really. Yeah. When you mentioned it, she did come across kind of goofy, even though she sounded. More like herself Mm -hmm. when she's when she doesn't have the accent, she sounds tougher. Like when I saw her in Ready or Not and in Mayhem, I don't think in Mayhem she had an accent. She doesn't. This is the only movie I know of her having. I haven't watched that Hulu show she was in with Melissa McCarthy, but I know. Oh, yeah, me either. In Ready or Not, Mayhem, and then uh, Babysitter, she does not have the accent. Yeah, she definitely sounds tougher unless those characters were made tougher versus this one. But I can see her like getting down and being goofy and not giving a shit like i, I, I kind of around i kind of liked it i was like oh, okay because mm-hmm. she like she would say something it was the character here i'm just fanboying out again but like the character <laughs> in the movies came off very real because like yeah like i i clearly i haven't dated in decades right because i'm old and married but like i would imagine like when you first start talking to somebody you say something and then you're like oh why the, why did i say that like right Right. And she was like doing that. And it was like, okay. So I was curious if you thought maybe she really like, I would hope that that's how she acts like kind of, kind of goofy. I hope so. Like I could see her taking that screen mask and running around with it and just being silly on set. Like she looks like, I mean, if you're doing movies like mayhem and ready or not, which have that comedy, even scream, right? Because it's how it, you know, it's aware of itself. You have to have a sense of humor as well especially for ready or not like i loved her in that i had i didn't see it until last year and i'm like i've been missing out on this movie it's so great you know but if she had her accent i still think she would have been tough but it would have just added a different style to it versus what is it the american accent kind of thing that's true i think i agree with you (laughs) yes i think (laughs) Yeah, I do. I agree. We uh, when did we start networking from the podcast? Do you remember? I believe we'd have to look at when cocktails came out because oh, we started right. talking like two weeks before that to set that up. I think September. Had you already seen Ready or Not, or you hadn't seen it yet? I had not seen it yet. Oh wow! Because I went mm-hmm. on because I also missed the boat on it originally and then i watched it and i went which i'm prone to do i went on a freaking tour of this movie like everybody who hadn't seen it had to watch it i made people watch it i we did an episode on it i went on like two other podcasts and did an episode on it so that must not have been around that time or i would have probably been cramming it down your throat but um the other (laughs) one was uh wrong turn the new wrong turn movie yes that one i did watch because of you I did the same thing and got it uh, with ready or not ready or not and wrong turn. I, I went on like a freaking tear of, you haven't seen this. You, like I bullied Mark into watching it. And then the asshole, I was like, dude, you have to watch this movie. So he like, I think he purposely didn't watch it. This is wrong turn. And yeah. then he finally watches it. And I was telling, I was, do you have to watch it? And whatever you do, make sure you watch the last five, 10 minutes of the movie. It's the, best mm-hmm. part of the movie and it makes yeah. the movie and he's like okay so he's like all right i'm watching it and then he texts me and he's like i had to do something with one of the kids i got like 15 minutes left i'm like oh <laughs> the last 15 minutes so good that movie it was so good it was everything you've recommended has been so I, we for, I forgot about that one so wow. we're four for four 
Yes. I'm trying. Really? Have, did you watch I See You yet? I have not. I will probably watch it tomorrow. Dude, it's good. Don't stop watching. Seth was like, I watched 30 minutes of it and I got bored. I turned it off. I'm like, you stopped right before. Like, okay. do home invasion movies terrify you? Yeah, Okay. They do. Then just watch the movie. Yeah, I'm telling okay. you, Abby had to stop. She was like, I can't watch this. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. So I'm like, ooh, okay. more reason to watch it. All right. Well, when you watch it, let me know. I'm excited to hear what you think about it. Will do. I will text you. I'll let you know. Oh, you're the greatest. Crystal It'll be Lake. five for five. I, I'm thinking I'm going five for five, dude. I don't. I, I think so. It's going to be hard not to. I'm not going to lie. I agree. Crystal I Lake. Agree. I didn't know A24 was doing Crystal, the new Crystal Lake series. Did I know mm-hmm. this? Uh, I thought we had talked about it in the group, but uh, it's been a while. This was announced at some point last year. So now it's moving farther. This worries me. This worries me. You know, me and A24 don't have a great track record, but. I know. I know. (laughs) I figured you'd be worried. Crystal Lake, A24's Friday the 13th series, likely premiering 2024. Kevin Williamson to write an episode. So I figured that might be a highlight, and this is going to be on Peacock. Yes, which I yeah. think wasn't sick, sick was on there. Sick or so is on there. Kevin Williamson must be a Peacock guy. I was gonna. <laughs> Do I say it? No. I yeah, don't know. go for it. He likes cocks. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> you were so excited, your earbud fell out. Yeah. It did. Okay, anyway. Well, you know Seth calls it the cock, right? So, Yes, he does. Yes, so Kevin Williamson is into the cock, which is funny because at the beginning of one of our episodes, Seth goes on a tangent about why he likes cock. So it's like it all plays out. There you go. Everything comes full circle. Yes, Seth is the Kevin Williamson of podcasting. Yes. Yes, yes. I don't know. I'm a little, I'm just sitting here taking all this in. I don't know. I feel like I had to have known that A24 was doing this. I could have sworn you did, like and this came out last year, so that's why it was a it's a fleeting memory at this point. It was a while ago. A fleeting I remember you memory. Fleeting. Are you fucking it, kidding? A fleeting memory. A fleeting memory wow. of a quick announcement. <laughs> Cause I honestly it it was announced and then like nothing else came out of this yeah. last year. And clearly now it's being pushed to twenty twenty four. So that's a, a little concerning anyway. Like why? Why would you announce it? Two years before, right? You want my um, honest? You want my honest opinion? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you think about it, let's fast. Let's put, let's fast forward two years ago. Let's rewind. Look, <laughs> you're over here saying shit like fleeting memory or whatever, and I can't even string together a word of like two freaking consonant like words together, like a sentence of I can't. You even like s- that fleeting memory? Got it. <laughs> um, Got it. <laughs> Uh, I'm such a hillbilly. Okay. You know you're going to use fleeting memory in something this weekend. I'm going to try to. I'm definitely going to try to. I'm going to work on work it in. Um, okay, let's rewind two Rewinding. years ago. So let's talk about slasher history, okay? Scream, the greatest slasher movie of all time, according to me, and that's the truth because I said it. Halloween, huge slasher movie, right? Texas Chainsaw, another huge slasher franchise. Yep. All three are at, I wouldn't say the height, but they have new movies coming out. People are excited for it. They're getting reboots. What's Friday the 13th doing? They're in court legal battles over who owns the rights to Friday the 13th, who owns the rights to Jason's name 
It's oh, really? Oh yeah, it's been that's why there hasn't been a Friday the thirteenth since two thousand nine. Um mm, okay. I think they did this to try to stay relevant. Got it. Ha huh? um <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I really didn't know that. So but then does that mean somebody has the right? Like or or is this just it's okay to do because I think so. What ha- I don't know what ha- I cannot remember what happened with the rights from the movie, but I know that okay. I believe that's why they were calling it initially Camp Crystal Lake rather than Friday the Thirteenth or Jason. And I think there was some uh, back and forth over whether they were going to be able to use Jason's name. So they were okay looking at doing like a spinoff, like to where Jason wasn't going to be in it. There was all kinds of talks about how they were going to do this, but I think they have since okay. worked it out. So maybe and that could be why there's been this whole that, delay. All right. That's it too. But Sorry, I think they, I think they probably jumped the gun just to get it out because they were riding that wave of, you know, Halloween had their trilogy that came out. Yeah. Scream was not out yet, but was coming out. And everybody was excited for it. Texas Chainsaw had that Netflix um, movie or Netflix had the Texas Chainsaw movie coming out that they had purchased from somebody else. And that got delayed a little bit. But at the time that, to me, this makes sense. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Are you excited for this? I know it's the A24 is attached to it, but will you watch it? Yeah, anyway? I would watch it even if it was shitty, and I'll probably say it's good either way because I really enjoy Friday the 13th. Um, yeah, I think I would I would watch it regardless. Okay. Have you Here ever seen the Scream series that MTV did? No, have you? Yes. The first two seasons were great. The third season strayed away from what they were doing in the first two seasons. Um, so okay. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I watched the third season. I've but always wanted to check it out, but I've should. never heard anything about it from somebody I know. At least watch the first season. If you don't like it, I wouldn't watch the second, but the first season okay. is really good. Okay. Fair enough. I wonder probably on paramount plus because i think paramount plus has a deal with mtv because they have unplugged on there and stuff so i'm like hmm i think must have a i think paramount owns mtv okay i think we think well they do that's what it seems like all of the taylor sheridan shows so yellowstone 1883 1923 merrick kingstown all of them before they start the mtv logo comes up Oh, okay. Okay. So then, yeah. Then, yeah. I'll check it out. I wasn't sure. What is it like a whodunit? Yes. Very much okay. so. And it's a different story than the Sydney Prescott storyline. It's like completely different. Okay. Completely different. It's very cool. It's very cool what they did with it. Okay. I'll add it on my, my never ending list. You're welcome. Sorry. That's a series now. Thank so you. if you don't like it, yes. I don't know that it counts against me. It will not count against you. But if you do like it, it counts for me. Exactly. I like loopholes. I like loopholes. It's a good loophole. Speaking of loopholes, and guys, I don't write this out. This just flows right out of my mouth. Speaking of loopholes, that's a great segue. Captain America 4, New World Order. Captain America is dead, correct? Or he's old and he can't be Captain America? Why are we having another Captain America movie? You mean what and why? (laughs) Okay, yes. I think that should be a segment, by the way. Like, like it somewhere maybe in the middle i don't want to start it off with with negativity so maybe in like the middle or toward the end we can have the what why i agree but 
this would fall into it. At first, I was like, Captain America 4, what? And then as I'm reading it, I'm like, Falcon is going to be Captain America? Why? So there was the show, was it Falcon and Winter Soldier had their own show? And it explains that. I don't remember it anymore because I watched it when it premiered, which was, I I don't know when that was anymore. But it explains how it gets handed down to Falcon. What from Cap? The like the shield, like just the the whole Captain America name huh. gets explained. It I don't remember if in oh my god, what was the name of uh Endgame? I don't remember if in Endgame they do show the old captain giving it to Falcon, the shield. I just remember he's sitting on a bench remember. at Tony right. Stark's funeral and he's old. I don't remember him handing any passing of the torch or anything. I don't either. So that's why I'm wondering if I'm confusing that and the show because the show does explain how it basically does get given to him and he is, they set it up so that he does become the next Captain America, which apparently is one of the comic books, one of like the spinoffs or the the many stories of comic book world that is very confusing and i saw this too this news i didn't add it because i'm like oh my god there's so much superhero <laughs> shit out there you're like i don't want josh's head to explode i know i'm like oh my god i think he'll kill me if we talk about superheroes one more time no never i love but, i love superheroes look at hang on hang on hang on you got it look at all this these comics back here now primarily yeah. joker and batman they're my two favorite however I like yes. I like superhero movies just as much as the next guy, but, but I, why? <laughs> you why? Know? Why? Okay, right. he's not a super soldier unless I miss something. Is he a super soldier now? I, I mean, that tells you everything because it wasn't memorable to me. I mean, the the show was well done and it was it makes sense, but he's not strong like Captain America. Like he, because no. that's the thing. Captain America is technically a mutant. Right? Because he gets altered. He does get but... mutated. Huh? He does get mutated. Right. I mean, yeah, it's... Okay, so I did say that right. He's mutated. Mutant kind of thing. But Falcon is still human. I mean, even Winter Soldier is mutinated. That would have made more sense to me. You make Bucky Captain America, in my opinion. But it, for me, it goes back to... The I think it was in Civil War where mm-hmm. Chris Evans, yes, is running yes. around the the pond or whatever, and Anthony Mackie, mm-hmm. who I think that's his name, plays. Yes, excuse me, I'm burping Falcon. up that liquid IV. Who plays mm-hmm. Falcon? And Cap is just lapping him. He can't like, yeah. And Falcon is not changed, so it's just a different kind of Cap at this point. It introduced new villains and everything like that. So it's just to open up for more movies. But how do you live up to Cap? How do you live up to Chris Evans, Captain America <sighs> at this point? Yeah, so I, my, I think it's too late yeah. as well. Like you probably should have banked on this a little sooner after Endgame and when you release that show. Because look, I I don't remember. Am I going to rewatch it? No, like... There's too much to watch anyway. 
strictly my opinion. Feel free to disagree if you would like. I think they're doing this because Captain America is a big name and Falcon is not. So they are going to ride that bus until the wheels fall off. Yeah. I mean, and that's unfortunate because, I mean, mean, all these movies are cash grabs. Let's be really frank and honest about it. But they've always been, that's why I've always loved the MCU because it is, but they've always been fun and well done. But now I feel like it's just cash grab, but we're not really getting quality content situation. So, yes, I think it's definitely banking on the name and we'll just have to see. I mean, I hope Winter Soldier is in it at least. That's all I'm saying. I would hope. But at this point, who knows? This one was interesting. This one was interesting. So I guess I should preface this by asking. I'll read it first. Eli Ross, okay. next movie, Thanksgiving, starting production. There's a uh, picture of a production chair with an axe in the chair. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you an Eli Roth fan? Mm, what have I seen? I've Hostel is one. I've seen Hostel, The Green Inferno. Haunt? I did. Oh, that is him. Yes, I really like Haunt. And the clown one, I think, is his. Um the clown one. Yeah, but I think the clown puts the nose on and then he can't get it off. Um, mm. Ooh, that sounds... Anything with clowns is always terrifying and fun to watch. It's not good. Um, oh, oh, okay. You're, you're never going to believe this. The name of the movie... Yeah, can you it's guess? Clown? It's, it's Clown. Yes. Oh, so that's his movie. I've heard of that one. Never seen it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they're not my favorite. Like his movies are not my favorite. To be honest, like they're they're not movies I'm going to go watch again, except Hunt. I did like that one the most out of those. What about you? Uh, so I'm not a Hostel fan. I am not a Clown fan. Uh, didn't care for Green Inferno. Me either. Uh, I have not watched Haunt, which I've been told is is a good movie. Yeah. Um. It annoys the piss out of me that on his movies, he puts the visionary director from the visionary director, Eli Roth. Oh my God. I don't well, think that. I think you you kind of, it, maybe it came out before. I don't think it did. But I think he rode the gore porn wave that Saul created with his hostile movies. I think that's that's yeah. what happened there. Um, yeah. I like Didn't to, he work with Tarantino a lot? Or has he? Uh, that I don't know. Maybe he was in one of Tarantino's movies. He was the bear Jew, right? Yes. I did like him in that in, uh, in glorious bastards. Yes. Yeah. I Do think you know that that part was written for Adam Sandler? Really? Twas. Makes, well, he could have done that now after, did you ever watch, um, uncut gems? Yes, I did. I mean, Honestly, I hate that movie, but I loved him. Like, I I thought he did so good at being such a despicable character. Yes. It was fantastic. And I could see him doing that. After watching Uncut Gems, I'm like, I can see him do that. <laughs> I liked Uncut I would watch it again because it's so depressing. Like, I don't like watching movies like that where people just continue to make dumb decisions and like just make poor decisions that 
they just can't it's it's an addiction right that's what he's battling essentially yeah but and then the end of it is just awful but um it really is i don't, like what yeah i don't know what we were talking about uh whether we like eli roth ah, or not yes <laughs> i i don't think i like i like his podcast because he i liked the episode with him and rob zombie that was really good um and he's had some really great horror directors on. I didn't mean that like yeah. he's not great. I would, that wasn't me like trying to poke the bear being a prick. I like he's had some great directors and actors on his podcast. Um, I just don't really care for his his stuff. So, but this is a slasher that I believe takes place at Thanksgiving. It would make kind of make sense. Um, yeah. So maybe he'll win me over with this. I'm hoping. I'm hopeful. I don't want to not like the guy. I'm hopeful, and I don't know if there's been a horror Thanksgiving. We've seen horror Christmas, mm. but not Thanksgiving. At least nothing that stands out. So I'd be interesting to see, you know, what they do with this. Like, they're going to fuck up a family, that's for sure. Oh, hopefully. It seems like this, <laughs> this guy's going to go on a tear in a town or something. I don't know. We did... Yeah. um Two or three, no, I haven't been doing this too long. Two or three Novembers ago, <laughs> we have so, we did HMC one twenty one today. That's crazy, mm-hmm. um, and that doesn't a even lot. include all the uh, the cocktails and everything else we've done. But um, right, two or three Thanksgivings ago, no, our November theme was um, not Thanksgiving related movies, but movies that re- re- revolved around dinner scenes. Okay, and um. I want to say one of us had picked a Thanksgiving movie. So I, there's one hanging out there somewhere, but I don't, I'm with you. I don't think it's like the Christmas horror or the summer camp horror. Like that's not right. Thanksgiving kind of an open market. You got uh leprechaun for uh, St. Patrick's day. Thank Valentine. You. Valentine. Yes. I think Thanksgiving's a wide open market. Eli Roth. And think about it families that there's always this tension with family you know shit happens people argue oh my god you didn't bring the salad there goes off the head there you, you go you guys do salad at thanksgiving no i just threw that in there because it's what i thought of for some reason i don't was, ask i was getting really upset i was like you bring salad to thanksgiving no. i bring mac and cheese Ugh. that's usually my thing yes okay um, sweet potato casserole, yum, and mashed potatoes, and then you know we have the turkey, green beans, uh, what's the cornmeal, cornbread, cornmeal, cornmeal, yes, corn, cornbread. cornbread. You do the corn, uh, ca- uh, corn pudding. You read corn pudding? I've never had corn pudding. Oh, it's delicious. It's I like corn, so it's <laughs> I'm a big fan of corn. It's good. Yeah. It's cornbread. Cream corn, mm. I think sour cream. It's like a, it's oh. like it's delicious. I'll, I'll, Abby has a recipe. I'll send it to you. I'll send you. A oh, that sounds of amazing. Anything with sour cream, dude. It's, it's bomb. It's really, really good. It's called corn pudding. Um, here's the big, the great debate. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Turkey or ham on Thanksgiving or in general? In general. Uh. I like ham more versus turkey. Same, 100%. I tried to outrule people at last Thanksgiving, and I said, we're <laughs> not doing turkey because ev- nobody likes it. They're like, it's dry. Yeah. It's not great. Oh, I can't wait for Christmas. We're going to have a Christmas ham. I'm like, why don't we just do... Ham both. 
why not? It's delicious. Who's going to get upset? My dad was like, no, we have to have a turkey. I'm like, you hate the turkey. You went on a 45-minute complaint fest last Thanksgiving because somebody made the turkey in a roaster, and it was dry, and nobody wanted to deep fry it, and even the deep fried turkeys are still dry. I'm sorry. He's like, no, it's Thanksgiving. We have to have a turkey. It's like, So we did a poll, and we went around. At my grandmother's funeral, because it was kind of boring. So what else do we have to do? Wow. We went around, and the overwhelming consensus was... Was turkey. Ham. Oh, it was ham. Okay, I thought maybe... Because I think people pick turkey because of what... Oh, it's Thanksgiving. It has to be the turkey. Right? Yep. So... But then the turkey still won, even though the poll was ham. Uh, well, the funny thing That's is we don't go to my family's Thanksgiving. We go to Abby's. We have, we alternate. Okay. We go to yeah. her Thanksgiving, my Easter, because we all live so far away that like if we, we used to try to do both and then we would be at one place yeah. for like 30 minutes or not really, more like an hour, hour and a half. And then everybody was mad that yeah. we were only there for an hour and a half and then we had to drive two hours to the next place. So anyway, we sacrifice. So we do one Thanksgiving and one Easter. Yeah. And Easter, we have ham, just so you know. So I was like, you know yes. what? We'll do your... We'll do your Thanksgiving because I don't want that turkey. Do they brine the turkey? I know now we're getting culinary here, but do they brine the turkey? I don't I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so, sorry, this is going to be a quick tangent. If you brine poultry, which means you literally submerge the turkey in this case in water with mm-hmm. a horse with a two to one ratio of salt and sugar it tenderizes the meat and you have to do it for like a day before like, for like a day you submerge the entire turkey what, well what i mean you- obviously a turkey you have to literally put it like we put it in a home depot paint jug oh obviously yeah? a clean one hey i don't judge with, you know plastic hey i mean if you want some lead poisoning go for it but um so yeah you just because it has to be obviously i do it with a roast chicken on a normal day you submerge the whole chicken it's just water you can use chicken broth whatever but it's the salt and sugar that i don't know what the science is but it tenderizes it so the turkey or any poultry comes out less dry and it works because like even chicken breast which can sometimes be dry if you don't cook it right kind of Uh thing juicy every time so it's water and salt and sugar What's the ra- yo? When yes. I send you the corn pudding thing, send me the ratio for the salt and the sugar because I have a turkey in the stand up. It's not a stand up; it's a freezer. chest freezer. We need to get rid of yeah. because our beef just showed up today. This is going to be the most fucking boring in the news episode ever. Our half a cow <laughs> showed up today, and I ran out of freezer space, so I got to get rid of that turkey. And I'm like, I'm never going to eat this freaking thing because it's gross. But now I have a method to cook it. I'll send you the recipe. I I think it's improved the turkey game or chicken game in that in that fact. I mean, so. you put some chicken breast on a charcoal grill, low heat, long cook. Oof, it's delicious. Tastes smoky, it's juicy. I mean, grilling is the best. It's one of the best things to use to cook anyway, but in case it's cold, like you can do this method and you'll mm. get a pretty juicy piece of chicken or in this case turkey so i'm willing to try it because i tell you the turkey i usually have is not great yeah 
Huh. Now that I've completely taken this off the rail. It was my fault. I brought up the turkey conversation. I will take full blame for this. It's okay. I ran with it, so. That's okay. It's all right. What's the next one? I'll let you read the next one because I don't know where we're at. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> so this one I'm excited for. We talked about this. I love shark movies. They are my guilty pleasure in horror. There's one coming out April 28th, so not that far away. It's called The Black Demon, and it's starring Josh Lucas, who I haven't seen in a long time. At least I haven't. And this one is rated R. I didn't even remember that Meg, the other big shark movie that came out a few years ago, in case people don't know, was PG-13. And people were upset that it wasn't as violent as it should have been. So this one is promising some grisly imagery. Dude, you are crushing it with the descriptive words today. (laughs) Thank you. I'm bowing. (laughs) As you should. Dude, I walked in my mom's house uh, Saturday to pick the girl, uh, to pick Lucy up. One of the kids stayed the night at mom's. I forget who. And I walk in to pick the girls up and she goes, hey. And I was like, what? And I look over and she goes, and she bowed. She she bowed at me. No, she she didn't. (laughs) I swear to God she did. Yeah. I was like, hey, you listen. She was like, of course. She listens. That's awesome because my mom also did it. <laughs> did she? Dude, I think people want the bow. I'm telling you. She loved it. She was all like, I am with Josh. We need to bring this back. I don't want to touch anybody or talk to anybody. See, just hit him with a bow. <laughs> and it's respectable. Like you're, you're, it's not like you're just, you know, yeah. throwing up a, hey, hey, how you doing? You're like, you're showing respect with the bow. Yeah. I mean, look for how many years were people bowing? Centuries, I would imagine. I don't know. I would think. I think they still bow in in civilized culture somewhere. That's true. They do bow for royalty. Yeah. We could throw up the peace sign. See, that's like, eh. if you bow at somebody, they're like, wow, this guy, one. He's elegant. He's elegant. He's clearly busy. He wanted to come talk to me. He just (laughs) is so busy that he can't. So he just had, had to hit me with a bow. Because he's showing his respect for me. See? Right. Elegant, respectful. It's an easy turndown, like a respectful turndown. <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. Go. That's what I'm saying. I liked Meg. I didn't have any issue with it being 13. Too. And I thought that was with Jason Statham, right? Yeah. Yeah. I liked it, but okay. I'll... Either way, it's a shark movie. I'm in. I don't know if I'll go to the theater. I might drag my dad. He loves going to that shit. Like, he loves shark movies, even though he's terrified of sharks. I'm like, okay, well, this just makes it worse. And we live around water. But I'm, hey, um, so I'm excited. Uh, I'll go watch it. It's a fun time. I mean, I was going to say, if anybody should be afraid of sharks on this call, it would be you, not not me yeah. in the Midwest here. But And I am, but I'll still go watch it. I don't really go in the ocean beyond my waist. Mm. Well, that's probably for the best. I, uh, I'd stay up in the sand. Yeah. I need to be able to run out at that point. I don't think it's going to help, but maybe it might. I mean, I still have feet on the ground (laughs) in theory. So I guess so people are excited. It's rated R. So people, I, that's crazy to me. I guess I have complained before because the movie was PG-13 and I thought we would have gotten a better offering if it had been rated R. I'm trying to think of what movie that was, but now I can't remember for the life of me. But 
I heard that a lot about Megan. I haven't seen it, but I heard a lot of people complaining about Megan being PG-13 and it was R or should have been R. That whole conversation was around. Yeah. Oh, well, they released the um, unrated, unrated version and I think Brooke watched it from Elm, a podcast on Elm Street and he said there really wasn't much difference in it. So okay. I, I don't know. But with that movie in particular, when you look at what it is and who it's marketed toward, in my opinion, it probably should have been PG 13. Cause kids, cause like kids can watch this teenagers and look at that stupid Megan dance that went viral on TikTok. Yeah. That's the only thing I actually know about that movie is just seeing her dance. Cause it's been all over the place. Have you not seen the movie? I haven't watched it. Oh, it's very, I, I liked it a lot. I think it's on Peacock now, right? Probably. 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 Okay. Everybody's <laughs> loving the cock. I guess so. <laughs> it's a recurring theme. It's <laughs> uh, scary. Let's see. Uh, it is. Netflix is making a Scott Pilgrim anime, and it's reuniting the entire original cast. Did you ever watch this movie? It's a really funny story. Um, oh, okay. That's another Chris, by the way. That's Chris Evans again. Chris Evans is in Scott Pilgrim. Who else is in Scott Pilgrim? Uh, that the nerdy kid, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Okay, so we yeah. were watching. We did a movie. I forget what episode what episode it was and what movie it was, but we were doing an HMC episode, and mm-hmm. I went on a five minute oh, tangent about how I loved Scott Pilgrim. Because Jesse Eisenberg is in it, and I love Jesse Eisenberg, and I think Jesse Eisenberg is great. And Jess let me do this, right? Sitting there looking at me, just doing this. And I should have known, when she does this to me, she knows something I don't. Oh, no. And she proceeds to let me do all of this, and then she goes, Josh, Jesse Eisenberg isn't in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And I, me being me, who's never wrong, I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure you're wrong. And she was like, pretty sure I'm not. He's not in that movie. It's Michael Sarah. And I was like, yeah. no, I don't think so. And so we look it up and sure as shit. It's Michael Sarah. <laughs> so then we spent the next 10 minutes trying to figure out what movie I thought I was talking about. Did you figure it out? No, we sure didn't. No. No, we sure didn't. I think what happened is, is I, for some reason, mixed up Scott Pilgrim versus the world and Zombieland. Okay. I can kind of see that because they're both silly. Yes. And they're kind of that same. I mean, Zombieland is much darker, obviously, but okay. I was going to say, did you confuse it with social network? I don't know. No, it was just, it was me being me and not being very smart. And she just allowed me to continue down that path of misery and then laid the bomb on me. And then me being stupid, I continued to argue with her and I was wrong. So then do you like Scott Pilgrim? (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That made that story even better. I didn't realize that you didn't see it at all. Okay. No, I've never seen it. I don't think I've ever. I don't. I okay. don't think uh, I so. Will, 
I was obsessed with that movie. Not obsessed, but I watched it a lot when it first came out. And now I can't even tell you much about it anymore. Um, so, and I used to be an anime, not lo- lover's not the right word. I liked it when yeah. I was in middle school, high school. So I'm not really excited about this because I'm past that anime except Sailor Moon because I'm wearing that today. That's the only one I'll watch anymore and it's old, but... I mean, I think it's just interesting. I think it's just, it's kind of like a requel, prequel, redo, whatever. Uh-huh. But this is a spin on it by making it a cartoon. And I, I think it is cool, at least, that they're bringing the whole original cast to do it for fans. It's a good thing. So I'm I don't e- know if I'll watch it. <laughs> I'm excited to see Jesse Eisenberg back in right. uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Maybe they'll make a zombie land. <laughs> anime Dude, they need to make another zombie land the first two were fantastic and we're doing zombie month and these two knuckleheads won't let me do zombie land what it's a great movie it's, it's funny i know and i was like let's do it for our commentary episode no we need something more campy that we can laugh and make fun of and i'm like we're gonna laugh the entire movie because yeah zombie land's hilarious no i don't think so so then I realized I screwed our weeks up and I was like, hey, we need to do two more zombie movies. Uh, let's do Zombieland. Let's do Dawn of the Dead and then the remake. Then we can compare and contrast the two. And I'm like, fuck, that makes a lot of sense. That does make a lot of sense. I know, especially since we did Night of the Living Dead. And I believe Dawn yes. of the Dead is a sequel to Night of the Living Dead or it's like a, a continuation of it. And I'm like, okay, fine. It makes sense. Fine. Whose side fine. are you on here? I mean, it does make sense, but I mean, there's always room for one more, right? One more episode. One would think. One would think. What do I know? (laughs) What do I know? What is Mr. Entity? Mr. Entity, next horror franchise from Blumhouse Productions. What is this movie? So this one's, this one, this news came out a little bit before uh, jumping on tonight. So it's another supernatural haunting it's um a daughter and a mother this was happening in the 80s late 80 late 80s early 90s apparently a true story that they were being haunted for like six nine years and that's what the story is going to be and of course guess who was involved in the haunt the haunt ed and lorraine warren (laughs) seriously yeah i read it after i'm like oh so then why didn't James Wan, Wan, whatever, buy this? Like, what? I mean, okay. I mean, that anyway. kind of tells you everything you need to know, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just surprised it wouldn't be just part of the Conjuring universe. Blumhouse got his hands on it faster, I guess. But wasn't... Um, I wouldn't... I wouldn't uh, discount that too much. Didn't James Wan's production company and Blumhouse merge? Oh, I was going to ask too, or are they working together then? But it's not, but, but I guess they're just going to do it separate. It's not going to be a conjuring universe situation. I'm pretty sure they might've, I mean, that would make sense too. Financially, if they're together. Oh, it went back to Chris Pine. (laughs) Google search Chris Pine. Name That's change. one of the top searches, James Wan and Blumhouse. I'm pretty sure they either are collaborating together or they merge together. I can't remember which one it is. Mm. 
Yeah, here you go. Horror maestros unite behind James okay. Wan and Jason Blum's deal talks. This was back in November. Okay. I can see them hooking up. <laughs> I wouldn't want to watch it, but I could definitely see it happening, especially if they were on Peacock. You see? It's all a big circle. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, so maybe it will uh maybe it'll have some impact on it. I don't know. I do you like have you looked into the whole history of Ed and Lorraine Warren and what awful people they are? I I have <laughs> and what ep- yeah, it was the Sixth Sense episode. I listened to it yesterday, the day before, and I started laughing when I think it was during that when you were talking about that. And I had just read about them recently as well and how yeah, it's a lot of scamming supposedly and all of this. So Yeah, like they would move into yeah. people's houses and not leave. Yeah, I didn't know that until you said that. I'm like, oh, damn, that's yeah. not okay. And like try to convince no. them that all this shit, like the people were happening. like, yeah, like I don't know if they like got a tip and they would show up and they'd be like, oh yeah, there's some knocking or whatever. And they're like, yeah, your shit's haunted. We need to move in here. Then they would move in and not leave. And like, yeah, it's uh. so I did a cocktails episode with uh totally weird and twisted podcast. They go by twat. I was, I didn't want to say twat twat podcast and not remember what it was called so totally weird and twisted podcast and they do all paranormal stuff okay and i'm pretty sure we had i think i was still drinking at the time maybe i wasn't but we had a conversation about ed lorraine warren and how there are mixed feelings in that community about them that some people like adore them and other people can't Mm. stand them so there's a lot of like uh mixed emotions about the warrens yeah I mean, the movies definitely paint them in a positive light because they don't seem that way. Right. Um, because I'm always, I love conjuring movies, so it's always fun to see. But like everything, you you hear one side of it, you hear another side, they're dead. I think they're both dead now. So it's like, what are you going to do? Right. But right. I love a good haunted house. Like, that's one of my favorite, besides, I found footage and um paranormal are my favorite genres so i'm always going to be even if it's the same thing over and over it's just i want to see it i always want to have a good jump scare because they're always going to be one in there so i'm excited i'll definitely watch it in the theater because it's going to be loud right in there right i don't think i've seen the last few no because the conjuring three what came out during uh the pandemic so i think they released it on peacock um I'm trying to think the I actually last... did watch that in the theater. You did? I did watch it. We used to, you still had to wear masks at the time for the uh, theater. Okay. Um, it was the first theater I first theater, first movie I watched in theaters pandemic, pre-pandemic, after uh, pandemic, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We watched it's not it. my favorite. <laughs> I I liked it a lot, Conjuring Three. I don't really like the second one, which is a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, the second one is is the first one is my favorite out of the three. The two was okay. I know people love the second one, and I'm like, "Uh, I I think it's the whole love story between Ed and Lorraine Warren, which I I liked the family. Uh, Go figure. I have two daughters, right? So I like the family aspect of the first movie. Yeah, I found the second one. It takes. It doesn't. Of course, I'm a. A stupid American. I, it doesn't take place here and it's like overseas and they did the whole yeah. love story between Ed and Lorraine and it was just kind of like, 
eh. Mm-hmm. And it also bugged me that they gave up on the kid. Like, they thought she was lying. Like, they've been through all this stuff, right? They're, they're supposed to have seen all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm supposed to believe that these two would give up on this little girl and think, oh, she outsmarted us. That is true. That's true. Knowing them, who they are. Yes. But then yeah. I thought the third one brought it back to what the conjuring was, and you had the family in the house, and then Ed and Lorraine trying to really help, and then you get the whole backstory, yeah. which I really enjoyed of that. Um, I think he was a priest who ends, and yes. I, I don't want to give too much away. I basically just ruined the movie for everybody, but it had exorcist vibes, and it went back to yeah. what I think made the conjuring great, which was the. Uh, kind of who done it aspect of it mixed with the jump scares and then an actual storyline that I cared about. So I liked three quite a bit actually. Um, but I can see why people didn't like it. Yeah. And uh, I think they're making another one. I don't know when it's coming out, but I'll be there. <laughs> Same. And they're doing a new insidious movie too, which I think Patrick Wilson is uh, directing. Directing. Yeah. Yep. But. Yep. New Year or wait, New Fears Eve. First look at Holiday Slasher, produced by Jeffrey Riddick. Final Destination. This will be a horror comedy. It's the holiday holiday slasher year. We were Thanksgiving. Yes. And I had never thought of New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. There's a really bad Hulu movie about New Year's Eve. We did it a few years ago for our New Year's Eve uh, month. And Jordan Peele has a movie coming out at Christmas. So you got Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve. You got it. And then Scream 7 in February. Is that real? No, but I'm hopeful. (laughs) It's like, damn, really? You kept this in all day? Uh, No, no, trust me. You'd know. (laughs) You would hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, I wish. That'd be great. I hope. I'm hopeful. Look, now I'm all excited about it. Um. You know they're doing a new Final Destination? Guy Busick, one of the writers of Scream 5 and Scream 6, is writing it? I had no idea. I don't. I haven't watched one since the roller coaster one. That's three. Is that three? That's three. Yeah. I haven't seen any after that. How many are there? Six. Six? Seven, six. There. <clears throat> I think six, because I know Elm Street did a franchise watch. I think it was six. Yeah, I watched them all um, for another podcast I was doing, and the first three are good. Four, I think, is really bad. That's the NASCAR. Mm-hmm. I can't ever remember the order of by number. I have to do it by opening because you've got yeah. the airplane, you've got the log truck, you've got yeah. the roller coaster. I think you have the NASCAR track. The fifth one is the yeah. shopping mall, and the sixth one is the bridge. Ooh. A shopping mall. I think it explodes or blows up or something happens. I think, I'm pretty oh, okay. sure it's a shopping mall. I think. Now you have me questioning myself, and I think Jesse Eisenberg was in it as well. As Scott Pilgrim. Could have been. Uh, so, all that being said, I enjoyed the last one a lot. If you haven't okay. seen it, you don't need to watch the other ones to watch the last one that came out. It's called The Final Destination. Okay. okay. It's got a really cool twist in it. I, I would suggest watching it. It's probably one of my... I forget where I ranked it at in the in the lineups because I watched all these because we did a, a ranking episode. Um, cool. That one was high up, though. So, you know, after you watch I See You, watch that first. Yeah. Okay. I'll watch that first. All I have right. my Josh's picks lined up. Dude, you need to make it a letterbox list. Josh's oh suggestions. God. 
I'm so doing that the minute this episode is over. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Quest Love to direct a live at Quest Love. Really? Quest- yes. <laughs> what? I was like, what? Uh, Quest Love. I can't even get through this. I know. Quest Love to direct a live action version of the Aristocats. Aristocats? Yes. Had. Yes. No idea Questlove was into making movies. I didn't know this either. Me either, but number, I had to put this in because one, Questlove, like, what? And number two, I'm the cat lady. Like, Oh, you I am, are. I am. Like, I'm so into this. Like, I don't care if it's bad. I'm watching it. I'll find something cute about it because I'm yeah. sure the cat will be cute. And... I'm doing it. Like, I'm in. <laughs> Did you watch, is it, is it the movie Cats? Was that someone with Taylor Swift and uh, the British uh, carpool no. guy? No, okay. Um, I didn't either. I heard it was bad. A lot. James Corden got made fun of a lot for that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite stand-up guys tells a really funny joke about it. I'm not going to repeat it here, but it's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't... I, this doesn't shock me, to be honest. This, In all seriousness, now I'm going to put on my podcasting voice. This doesn't shock me at all because of all of the other... This is a Disney product, right? Yeah. All of yeah. the other... They're redoing everything Disney. It only makes sense. And I guess, yeah. you know, now that I think about it, it'll probably be a musical, and Questlove does mm-hmm. music. So right. I was initially caught off guard, but now having thought through it, processing it, it doesn't surprise me. Same. I'm excited because, yes, he does come from the music background. It's very, I remember the cartoon being very jazz oriented. So I'm sure he'll add that in, you know, the songs, whatever. So, and, and like I said, I'm going to be honest, I'm just doing it be- watching this because it's cats. Anything with cats, well, I'm in. I enjoy being able to take the girls to the movies. So I'm assuming we will be able to see this one in theaters and they can say it's church. They could. Maybe they're, I'm sure their church is a very generic looking cat. I'm sure. <laughs> funny story. So I, it's not really funny. It's actually kind of sad. I came upstairs oh. the other day. I went up to get another coffee. So I hit the Keurig. It's, you know, brewing. And I walk out into our front living room. We have like a, a big glass window. We can see out to the uh, our driveway and the road. And there's this um, gray, black and gray fuzzy animal laying in the driveway on the blacktop. With mm-hmm. a with a poofy tail, yeah, and it's like dra- this is really sad. It's dragging itself across the driveway by its front leg. It clearly got hit by a car and somehow oh, no. was able to drag itself down the driveway to the the blacktop, uh, yeah, out in front of the house. So I thought it was church at first. I was like, oh no. So me oh, being God. a jerk, I take a picture of it and send it to yeah. Abby, who's at work, and then she sends me. And then I had to buy waited, and then I sent. Looks like a raccoon got hit, and she sends me this like crying emoji and she's like mm-hmm. don't do that i thought it was church your daughters would be so upset but i was yeah. like i thought it was church but this poor you thing would've... yeah you would have had to do a pet cemetery thing um we have we have done it we have a rabbit out back that i had to bury and of course she wanted it right under the big tree which has mm-hmm. all kinds of roots and and shit i had to dig through and chop up with a saw it was a disaster but i got the damn thing buried um 
yeah, this poor thing. But then like the buzzards, this is disgusting. But the buzzards came and like the yeah. the vultures grabbed it and like ripping it apart. So I had to go oh out with God. a shovel. You want me to keep going? I had to go out with a shovel mm-hmm. and like scoop its guts off the driveway before the kids got home. Well, well, was it a cat? It was a raccoon. I'm sorry. Did, oh, I, not, did I never tell you what it was? It was a raccoon. I was. You mentioned. I thought maybe you weren't sure if it was a raccoon. Oh, no. okay. Poor thing. It was that- a raccoon. Yeah, it definitely got. Uh, I think it got hit in its back. Yeah. Back legs were working. I'm hoping that it died before the uh, vultures got a hold of it. Oh God, I hope so. I hate seeing that. It makes me so sad. <laughs> like it was pretty gross. I was sad yeah. I had to go out with the uh, shovel and scoop it out of the. Mm-mm. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that for a job. No, and they exist. Not for me. I don't want that. This weird. Mm-hmm. We, I don't know if you're ready or not. Are you hyped? Are you ready for the next section? Oh, I'm so excited. Are you ready? I Are your been, listeners ready? I thought about it all day. I, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Would you like to lead us in? Well, for everybody out there, you know, I'm not super into video games. However, there's a large market of people, and I'm certain... I am certain a large percentage of the HMC Studios listeners play video games, like video games. Maybe they have friends that play video games. I don't know. Erica is going to go through, and I'm going to chime in when I can, and not sound stupid, the latest and greatest video game news. So all of you HMC Studios listeners, if you're at work tomorrow at the water cooler and you got a nerdy new millennial in your group and he's always <laughs> talking about games, you're like, how can I connect with this kid? I want to connect with this guy. I want to make a connection. Eric is going to fill you in on how you can do that with the latest video game news. Dun, dun, dun. Got it. That was great. I only have two bullet points because I didn't want to overdo it on the first try yeah you don't want to go too heavy the first time right it's like when you start drinking maybe maybe sip a beer don't go for shots yeah you got to go a little light and then you know work our way yeah build your tolerance up (laughs) so aliens dark descent will release on june 20th on pc and consoles uh the original was alien isolation which i've never had the pleasure of playing but i've heard it's very scary um I plan to buy it and play it myself before this one comes out. So I'm excited for this. But the biggest news that I'm very excited about is that, as I mentioned in our last episode, Resident Evil 4 Remake came out last Friday. And in three days, it sold 3 million units. And that's a lot, right? That's a hell of a lot. And it's so exciting. Um, So for comparison, the Resident Evil 2 remake sold 3 million units in one week, and the Resident Evil 3 remake sold 3.9 million, I forgot the million, units in a year. So this is in three days. So it sold in three days almost what the second one sold in a year. In a week, but but the other one in a year, basically, yeah. So that's amazing. Like I'm very happy to see that because... Like with movies, they'll keep making more of these games. It's done so well. I've played some of it so far. It's definitely a good time. I'm just so happy. This is my favorite franchise. Like I can fan out on this forever. Yes. And it's just, it's exciting. That means they'll just keep producing, keep making these remakes, which have been such a nostalgia for me or for all of us that love this game because it's just, 
It's like taking an animated movie and putting like a amazing filter or making it that 3D animation now. And it's just like your eyes can't believe it. And the gameplay is so great. And so is it, it the same? Over... Is it the same game? They just enhance the graphics. It is story wise. It's the same, the same, the same game, but they've just upgraded the gameplay. Obviously the graphics. Yeah, it's a whole different ball over of the of the graphics like they've taken what graphics can do now and have just improved it gameplay is upgraded um and it's 25 hours of gameplay apparently if you want to complete the whole game so you're getting so much out of it versus a game that lasts you pay 60 dollars and it's five hours which is crazy you know so here's my ignorance okay here's two two <laughs> it's a two-folded question okay two-sided first yeah. So Aliens Dark Descent will release on June 20th on PC and consoles. Are there games that are only for computers and games that yeah. are only for consoles? Yeah, so there's this whole website called Steam and that's where all these other games come out. Like they have a bunch of I like to my favorite are horror games just like horror movies and they have a bunch of indie horror games on there but they don't have it on console. Oh. So that does happen which Sucks for me because I don't own like a gaming PC. Um, they've gotten better at cross releasing for both, which is nice because I mean, I think most people have a console. I mean, I could that could be an ignorant statement as well because PC gaming is huge. Yeah. Because um, you go on Twitch or YouTube um, live, and I mean, every almost everybody on there is on a PC. Even for Resident Evil, they play it on the PC. So, so can you, let's say I had a PC and you had a PS, whatever they're out, it's 57 and somebody else had like an Xbox. Could we all play the same game or is it because we're on different consoles and we cannot play together? We cannot play together. Intriguing. Yeah. Cause like for the PlayStation, I'm sure it exists for Xbox. We have, you know, like your screen name or your handle, whatever the hell it's called nowadays, your PS name. Yeah. So yeah. You, that's how you connect to the internet. So like for Xbox, they don't, they're not on the oh, same network. Okay. Interesting. Maybe for PC since PC, and maybe that's changed too for all I know. But to my knowledge, no, somebody can correct us if I'm, if I'm wrong, but because hmm. I'm not much of an online gamer like i don't play with other people yeah online huh yeah okay so my next question these resident <laughs> you're big you like the resident evil games correct oh yeah do you like the movies and are they similar or completely different entities they are completely different the the basic is the what is it the the basic storyline is there the virus the zombie some of the zombies and like the big monsters are the same they don't use all the characters like alice because you've seen them or at least maybe the first few i've seen the first few i don't remember the last one i saw yeah i, I think i've seen one two maybe three but like the main character is alice she's not in the game and it's I remember when the movie came out, I was so excited. Here's like my little 13-year-old self, like, oh my God, this is so great, right? And I'm like, who the fuck is Alice? Who is this? Like, you have all these other characters in the game you could have used, but you, you made somebody up? It just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Well, did they so, ever say why they made up a character that's not in the game? Because they do have characters from the game in the movies, right? 
They do. They do sprinkle them in. But like Alice has always been the main character. And I'm always like, why? When mm. you have so many, I do, I'm sure there is a reason. You know how they always say um, like books don't translate well to a movie unless you make these kind of changes. That's what I think they did. But I don't see why. If yeah. again, you already have all these big characters set up for XYZ years, why would you introduce somebody you've never heard of? Or maybe that was the point to attract a different audience. Are the characters in the games always the same characters in every game or do they change game by game? They're pretty much the same. Hmm. You have like your core, your core four. Nice. You really do. Actually, now that I think about it, you have a core four who you see maybe in part one, then you see a different in part two. Sometimes they cross or they, you know, help each other out, but it is technically a core four with some extra sprinkled in. So maybe that is why, because there's not too many, but to make your main character, somebody completely outside of the game was a strange choice. Yeah. Cause huh. by the time that movie came out for sure, part one and part two, Maybe part one, two, and three of the game were out, and you have your core four established. Gotcha. So, very strange. But the movie, I I did like part one, kind of like with sometimes with books and horror movie or movies. I try to separate them and enjoy them separately. Right. I did like the first movie. I saw it in theater because, of course, I had to go see <laughs> this. You know, um, and it was fun. But for sure, the games those are like my ride or die. I will always play. I played them over and over a bunch of times. That's like my nerding out game. I think Friday when I hopped onto YouTube, that's what you were playing was Resident Evil. That's what I was playing. Yep. I had to be, I had FOMO with this because I'm not usually somebody who buys games yeah. uh, when they release because I just wait until they go on sale because um, it's expensive. They're still expensive. Um, but this one, I'm like, I, I can't miss out. I need to be part of this. <laughs> okay, I have I have fear of missing out. I have FOMO. I have to get this game. Legit FOMO. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I think yeah. you've educated the masses now, and now all of the people that are going to work tomorrow with their HMC Studio shirts on, they're going to be like, wow, I know gaming. That's right. And now you know that this game made three mi sold 3 million units in three days. That's pretty crazy. That's a lot, That's a lot of money. That's a lot at $60 a game, right? Give or take. And that's if you think you don't buy the collector's edition and all that, which, you know, increases prices. Right. Monies. Mm -hmm. Get well, that paper. As sad, as sad as it is to say, you probably already knew this, but I don't want to break your heart. I did not contribute to that. I know. I did this part for us. Don't worry. But I did see Scream 6 twice, three times if you ask Seth. Yes, you contributed to their opening box office. Precisely, but not so much uh, Resident Evil. I'm sorry. It's okay. I did, so don't worry. Great. I'm sure the Elm Street boys did too. So, uh, I think Brooke did get it. Yeah, Mark. Well, no, so. he's very cheap. As cheap as Seth is, I think Mark may be cheaper than Seth. But you know, what <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> Canada. It's Canadian but cheap. Oh my god! But like movies and and shows, I have a pile of games I have to get through. So it's just like, oh, great, one more. But right. it's yep. fun. So thank That's you for me. letting me have this little segment. Anytime, anytime. I I want to see it grow. And hey, maybe I'll get uh, 
some people talking about games. Who knows? It's a big market. I guess clearly, so. clearly a big a three three million dollar and three day market that I've not even uh, tapped into. So, mm-hmm. huh. and now we know that Quest Love is making movies, so the world is right. Now everyone is equipped with all the knowledge they need. <laughs> Cats, video games, and shark movies. And Eli Roth's making a Thanksgiving movie with a haunted turkey that's gonna it's gonna start killing yes. people. So there we go. Well, thank you for hanging out with me again. Thank you for putting together the outline. You bailed me out because I got on here with like twenty minutes to go, thinking that it was the old one and it was already done. I was like, wow. I got you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll just continue to uh provide you with great movie suggestions and i look forward to seeing your letterbox josh's suggestion list i'm gonna work on it right now beautiful in that case we are out of here bye bye bye